Hello and welcome to the Wolves Fancast. Andy Gillard here, here to discuss uh, a few bits on the old transfers and some football. Uh, and with me to discuss this, I've got Adam Price. Evening. I've got Ryan Hoops. Hello. And the quiz master himself, Little Dan. Hello. Everybody all gentlemen. Fine, on this lovely weather that we're having at the moment. It's quite miserable, isn't it? Shocking. Yeah. What is it, Storm Brendan? Does anyone know Brendan? I think they call us something like that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Irish accents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit odd to have a black cloud over Wolverhampton. Oh. <laughs> Start it on a real light. Yeah. Let's get, yeah. yeah. get right into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very windy, isn't it? And wet. That's your weather report. <laughs> yeah. Michael Fish. Yeah. There's not a hurricane coming. Yeah. Is that, is that, was that his real name, Michael Fish? Do we know I, that? I believe so. Yeah. No, it, just, it just seems a very apt name, doesn't it? For it was the one that did uh, at the uh, Floating Islands on Fred. this morning. What was I, was I, I was never remember his Fred? second name. I'm sure it was Fred. No idea. Um, you don't remember that? This morning in the uh, Floating Weatherman. Yeah, like a. F- yes. The Sorry, British yes, Islands. I do. Yeah. When they were, was, was it in Liverpool where I think they were filmed by the docks? And um, I'm sure someone like. Um, Gone on there, rogue, and did like a little streak on there. Someone who took to jump across Northern Ireland and fell yeah. in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, didn't he turn out to be a wrongun as well? Uh, did he turn out to be a wrongun? Uh, Fred, Fred, I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's a little bit libelous. So allegedly. <laughs> I think we should move on. I, I thought, gentlemen, we'd start off. We'll, we'll go for a drink in the transfer tavern. <laughs> Basically, this week, in an article in the, uh, in the Athletic, Tim Spears had wrote about our January plans. He said that with Bolly coming back, Gibbs White and Jordao all back to fitness, the emergence of Kilman supplementing Bennett at backup centre half, and Endonka and Sice's versatility, defensive midfield is no longer a priority. Wolves want and expect to sign two forwards, want to compete with Roll, and want to work the wide positions. Does that sound like a decent January? Two players and two forwards. It sounds like. Um Partridge, we've got rid of one, so it's negative, and now we need two positives. <laughs> one to even out the fact we've just got rid of a striker, and one just to have another positive, really. Um, well, it goes that saying we, we badly need four strikers, forwards, every, every, however you want to term it, because it just it seems a bit um, suicidal at the minute to have just one fit senior striker, if that you know, classing Rail as a striker, but. Because the obvious, the obvious thing to say is, if if anything happens to him in the next game, what 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 do we actually do? Well, Benny Ashley's retirement. Well, yeah, Benny Ashley's Hill doesn't look ready for a run in the first team. I know we only saw half against Man United, where apparently he was ill, but he doesn't look ready to me. No, I mean, I give him the benefit of the doubt, of course, but I mean, I don't think he's he's he never played a competitive game for us before then, has he? I don't believe so. He might have been in like squad friendlies, maybe, but I think that was his first competitive start. Um, Big ass for him anyway. Yeah. Even if he was below, you know, if he was under the weather anyway. So you just can't. You can't. You need. You need. You badly need forward reinforcements massively. I, I, I just said they're quite comfortable for the rest of the team, to be honest. But yeah, that forward area needs work badly because him. There's just we, we know he's. Getting close to burnt out anyway. Yeah. So I mean, he's, he's a workhorse, but his form has been iffy. Uh, no, he's just all we've got. So whether whether he's got one leg or anything, he's, he's got he's going to be playing anyway because that's that's all we've got. Yeah, it seems crazy though. I think 
in terms of like the comments there you read from that article, it's kind of sounded like Jess Moxie of the 90s or the 2000s, like heralding Bowley as like a new signing or, you know, <laughs> the form of, you know, Kilman, for example, so that negates the need for bringing people in. It kind of seems like a bit of an excuse. Um, that said, defensively, I think, you know, we always were looking for another centre-half, and I still think we should probably go for another one, although I do accept Kilman's done well, because Vallejo hasn't worked out, so he's out the door. So I would still like to think we'll still be in the market for one. Um, Dendonka is doing well there, as he says, but again, for me, those two players potentially, although they've been fantastic for us, eventually I think we'll need to look at... Um, Upsizing, or you know, mm. looking for it for a better, better model. And as Price alluded to, the forward positions is the most alarming. I mean, we'll talk at the Newcastle game when we get to it. But you know, on on that point, I think what we all agreed on was when we saw the team, we looked at that bench, and it was like shit. There's who are you going to go to? And ultimately, he's made few changes. There was a game, really, that was in the balance, and he could only really br- bring Vinagre on, as much as I like Vinagre, I think he's a fantastic player. He didn't have confidence in anybody else. Well, I think, did we have three defenders on the bench for a home game? You know, that, and Newcastle are down to bare bones. So, for me, whenever we've been successful, it's usually down to the fact that we've got strength in depth. And I think also with the form of Traore as well, if you remember when Traore wasn't in the side, he was your impact sub. You couldn't get a better impact sub. Mm. No, you haven't got an impact sub. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. Morgan Gibbs White isn't going to change the game. So okay, potentially, you know, Neto and Jota that you know, they could alternate. So I would still personally think you know, taking the form in into account of the players, um, you know, Dendonka and Says and Kilman, I would still favour getting a centre off if we can and at, at least two forward players. So I don't think two's enough, I would say four. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, by admission, Nuno you know, likes a small squad. But I think even he's starting to recognise that he can only go so far. With Th- there's it. a small squad, and then there's what we've got at the moment. Which, fair enough, if you don't have players who are going to be sat around Compton Park, but you need players there who possibly might just need to come in for the odd game and then go away for a little bit. And I don't think we've got that depth. Dan, what do you think about the club's priorities now? I think it's never been. I think it's quite well known that as a starting eleven, we're, we're pretty solid. We've we've got a good, a good full fit eleven. But we've apart from when we was in the championship, we've never really had a, a strong bench as such. Losing Costa and Kevin, not really replacing them, has been pretty noticeable this season. Shot again, like you mentioned, the bench on Saturday, one goal on that bench that was Ryan Bennett. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. And now Nuno likes a, a small squad. I, ideally. You have 16, 17 players who are fully fit, but now we're sort of probably 11 or 12 that you can sort of rely on. As much as I like Neto, he, he doesn't warrant, warrant a starting place for me at the moment. You've got Jota who's injured, yeah. hopefully not be out for too long, to say next week he's back in training. Mm. Um, but I think Nuno wanting a small squad shot him in the foot now because we're not going to spend £100 million on five players who are going to be good quality squad players. And but we need that sort of number now to actually try and compete for ninety minutes in the match. We showed Saturday when there was literally our subs bench was like a condom in our erection. There was just literally <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> it was quite flashy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it, it, it's. 
I, I, I agree, and I think ultimately, though, it's not just the size of the squad, it's the quality within it as well. It's the fact that, yeah, you can work with a small squad, and we, you know, it's well touted out. You know, fit the players are on the record. Same size doesn't matter. Um, yes, I am on keeping to that. I have done for thirty-five years. Um, but I think, yeah, it's it's the fact that there's no. It's unbalanced, isn't it? Really, if you look at that that bench, I think you know there wouldn't be a concern if you had a couple of more forward players on. But but where you have a fullback and a couple of centre halves on the bench, it's the balance isn't right. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll probably mention a couple of targets in in mind in a moment, but. Whoever it is, you know, we do really... Uh, Raw needs some help. Uh, Raw needs Massively. some help. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? We've gone... This season is a, a season where we could play like the most games in the season for a long time. I don't know, like 50-something games. Mm. And we've gone into it with like, the smallest squad Imaginable. possible. Yeah. And the squad's kind of... The senior squad, anyway, has kind of got smaller as the, as the season's gone on. You know, what now with Vallejo going back, Tron is gone... Um, other players have coming back from other teams, going straight back out and, and, and uh, somewhere else. Um, Do you think what there was a slight arrogance with the fact that we had little to no injuries last season and the thought they could do it again? Possibly, and we're, we're in a good situation then, weren't we? Because the fact that we just had the league games and that was it, and cutting obviously the cups as well. Um, and just having that one game a week, it obviously worked for us. And then when you start throwing in these Thursday games now twice a week, what I don't want us to get caught into, inadvertently what the club's done, is it's probably giving ammunition to those pundits who say Europa League or catch up with you and all this, all the stuff that we were like poo-pooing at the start of the season because we were doing so well both in the league and Europa League. I just worry that if we don't bolster this, the squad properly... Look, that all those comments will come back again if we struggle against Espanyol yeah. and let's say we get knocked out or we start dropping down the league because we, we unfortunately we, we actually can't then cope with all these competitions it's just going to give all those you know standard lazy opinions a bit more credence because they'll say well look we, we were right you've now yeah. started mm. to struggle in the league just as we said you would it'll be a bit later than what we said or you've now been knocked out of the Europa League because your squad's not big enough we, we know, we've all said at the time we don't want to fall into that trap and give all those lazy yeah, pundits that, you know, the joy of being right and I just fear that if we don't get the recruitment right in this window and it's a hard we all know January is a hard hard window to get what you want mm. and get it right because no one wants to sell or players are marked up in price etc etc Um I just worry if we don't get if we don't get it right in this window to see us through to the end of the season. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm normally optimistic about Wolves, and I, I, I you know, I want to maintain that. I just, I'll, I'll be even more optimistic if we get it right in you know in this window. I don't want us to you know be seen to take a backward step. Mm. And I think that's the thing, though. And, and as you say, the, you know, the narrative, and we've all answered questions on this this year about the small squad. It is it, simplistic in respect of, and as Dan has alluded to, if the squad works well, and you know, we have statistically more players fit and available than we have any other team in the league as as has improved and it works and also it works on a level that players are energised, they're engaged, they're motivated because they're always there or thereabouts. There's nobody frozen out. There's no squad two or bomb squad or so forth. Everybody's involved. So it really makes for a very motivated squad. I just think because of the players that we've brought in and then as you say have, have then come out of the side the balance needs to be right. So it doesn't need to be a huge number. It just needs freshening up. Um, mm. Well, we have been linked to the few players. Um, Lamar, Huang, 
Egestein, Egestein, I'm not sure how you pronounce that one, Kessie and Bowen as well from Hull. But between the Athletic and the Express and Star, they've pretty much kiboshed a lot of them. So, have there been any names that any of you guys have, uh, have piqued your interest? I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say Lamar appearing interest, but I just don't think it's a feasible transfer. I think a lot of those players that you just mentioned are just opinion pieces who people yeah. think would be good for fit for Wolves, but it showed like with last summer when we bought <coughs> Jordao and Neto, Wolves and probably just going to uh, cherry-pick these players out of nowhere and hopefully they hit the ground running. I don't, I don't think Wolves are going to spend massive money this this window purely because I think as they've already, they're already finding out, Clubs know how desperate we are for players and them, them ranking the, the money up. Mm. I know we've got links, obviously, with Atletico. So, is, uh, is it Atletico that Lamar's at? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, we've also got links with them via uh, Uncle George. So, that could help us bring the price down. But he doesn't quite fit our profile. Don't get me wrong, he's not like he's an older player, but he's a bit more of an established player. And that's generally not what we've gone for in our our recent history. I seem to, f- seem to feel that... Um, any of these like long-standing rumours that we're linked to, they never seem to happen. You know, just saying. Taliska, for one. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, yeah, the ones that we sign end up being these guys who just they just come out of nowhere. Like the, 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 the first time you hear about it is like the day before they sign, and it happens really quickly. And that's you have to remember that's kind of how we operate as a club. I and mean, we for ages, like we've always kept our cards close to the chest. Nothing ever leaks out. Um, so who knows? I mean. Some of those players, I mean, I, I don't profess to know too much about yeah. them. Like, obviously, we know Lamar because he's, he's you know, a long since established player, but um, I don't know too much about the, the other Maximilian, the ex, ex team. I can't profess yeah. to know too, you know, too much about him. I know Bowen has been mentioned recently, and there was, I haven't read it, but there's a piece in The Athletic about, you know, he's a player that's in demand, but for some reason he's, he struggled to get a buyer at, at the moment, or, you know, sort I of think there's some turmoil at the club. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, we probably won't, we probably won't get involved with that then. So no, honest, but um, has Nuno ever signed an English player since he joined? Well, Ryan Bennett came before him. Was Bennett already before him? Bennett was all. They? Bennett was sorted yeah. out mm. before he signed. Lambert really put the wheels in yeah. motion for that one. Yeah, but Kil- was Kilman signed before? Well, no, I think Kilman's one of the went from probably the only one. Made in the head though, didn't he? So he uh, entered the twenty threes. I would, I would have thought so. Mm. Probably can't claim claim that one. It's interesting because I look at some of the the English players. I look at like players like Nathan Ake or was like or Cantwell and Norwich. Um, but yeah, you kind of don't see him sign an English player. But I'm I'm optimistic that we'll get the players in. It it is a tough window because there's there's a number of reasons for it. And, and ultimately, if you're playing for a side towards the top and you look chasing trophies. They're not going to let you go, and 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 the reverse of that. If you're fighting for relegation, they're not going to let you go. So the summer really is where you'd expect the signings to come off. But I like to think that we've got a core number of players that we're interested in that we may not be aware of, and the prices may not be on that list. That perhaps we looked at in the summer, and they've gone, oh, "Not quite sure yet. Let's see how you get on." And they've seen us compete well in the league. They've seen us advance in Europa. And we'll go back out, but go back in for them because historically that's what I think we have done, mm. where we've looked at window to window, and we've gone back in for players. So I'm confident we'll bring a few in, um, but as to who they are and if they're those names, could be anybody. Could be anybody. Probably get some yeah. loans, It'd be some loans, wouldn't it? In More general, than likely. Not gonna, yeah, it's not going to spend too much money because that's what the summer window is for, isn't it? That, yeah, that's where you get your, your big money transfers, isn't it? The big ones mm. you've been looking at. 
We're only ten points off the drop. Thanks, Dan. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm naturally pessimistic when it comes you to really wars, but you really are. You see, at the moment, the Premier League is similar to the Championship. You, you win two or three wins on the, two or three wins on the bench. You're up there. You lose two or three, and you, you drop about five or six places. It's true. I was, I'm just worried. Like as you say, what, if Raul gets injured, what then? We've, we've got to get players in this month, haven't we? Oh, there's, yeah. there's no we chance. Yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd be fucked. Yeah. If Troy Ori got injured, mm. I don't know where the, the creativity is coming from because it, it's just basically set pieces that we seem to score from nowadays. I mean, you'd have to like. If uh, Raul get like a straight red and out for three games or he got injured, he'd have to alter the formation and like play Neto and possibly Jota up front. And even you know, even he's not properly back. Yeah. Yet. So it's a big ask for 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 Bass to to go up front to, to step up and get ten goals in a season. I mean, you yeah. never know. He could get a goal on on his full day. But you just you don't you just don't know. But it's it would probably be you unlikely. couldn't rely on it though, could you? Could you? No, I just again I just think that's. Because, you know, now Catroni's gone, they'd said that he wasn't going to go until a replacement was lined up. Obviously, that's not turned out to be true, mm. and it's just left us exposed, really. Maybe Fiorentina pushed it to say, you know, well, we're not going to hang around until you get a replacement. It's even now or never yeah. with him, so maybe they force our hand. But we've left ourselves quite exposed now in, in you know, the striking situation. And as Hoop said, it's crazy to have, like, seven or eight first-team defenders on the books, and we've just got one, one striker on the books. Yeah. It's, it doesn't... It's like Villa in a way. They've only got one proper striker, and he's no good either. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's no good. But I mean, he just, it, yeah, he just does need addressing. Mm. And I'd like to think mm. they've earned, they've earned our trust really over you know the, the, the time since they've been here. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the leaders in charge. So you, you know, you have to trust them. But hopefully, they are behind the scenes. Mm. You know, well, working I, on the ASAP. I think that takes us on nicely to the outgoings. Then, so in the last week, obviously, Catrone has gone to Fiorentina. Probably looks like we're just about going to recoup the money we've spent on him. A quick word on th- that transfer, hoops. What what do you think? Uh, I don't know how to, to sum that one up. Really, I think yeah. Um, oh, I can. I know. <laughs> I'm I, saving you I, for I, last. I know. <laughs> um, I think. I think. And he's purposely gone for the probably the, the neutral in this um, discussion. Really, in terms of Catrone. Um, I'm not really fussed either way. Look, you know, of course, you know, you want him to do well, and he, he came in, and you and he looked like he was a player with passion. He looked like he chased lost causes, and I think he endeared himself very quickly. But it hasn't worked out. There's a number of reasons that, that have been alluded to in terms of the language barrier and settling to new country, and ultimately when he was signed as well, I think it kind of felt that he was sort of pushed to us, wasn't he, really, because of Milan's problems at the time. It's his boyhood club, so I don't think he really wanted to go. So I think he's literally, you know, I put intended more at home in Italy. So, um, yeah, we'll see what the future holds for him. But um, yeah. we've not lost out financially on it, have we, really? And as long as we get replacement. It's one of those, really, if we don't get a replacement, then that'll be kind of the key in the next few weeks. But he's not been used, so... I can't say he's a loss because we haven't been using him recently. Well, we so. haven't seen him since October. No. So, Dan, your thoughts? I'll, I'll apologise like straight from the bat that I had a bit of a witch on for him because I didn't rate him from the start. <coughs> People have said he, had, he didn't have his chances. Braga at home in the Europa League, played 90 minutes, didn't score, we lost the game. Played against Pesiktas in the last group stage, last group game in the Europa League, didn't score. Didn't take his chances when he played in the league games. We can all run around the pitch with show of passion. I'll if I'll, I'll score the safe pack and show, show you some tears if you want. But <laughs> for me, he just wasn't good enough. And I'll apologise for the witch hunt, and it will all come back to bite me on the arse if Raul gets injured and we've got nothing to replace him. But it's just he didn't fit the system. 
when we went to three at front, he was he was never going to get the game time that he wa- he wanted. We, or we, we probably promised when yeah. he joined because he's never going to oust Raul from a starting place. Mm. Um, and you know, in hindsight, you would have kept Costa or Cav, then brought Catrone now. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's the situation yeah. that we're in. Nuno wants a small squad, and I said, I think he's going to come back to bite us. Mm. Pricey, what, what do you reckon to it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's well known. I, I, I liked him, I rated him. I, I do, I, um. I think, like, it's obviously it's strange when people like criticise him for like working hard because then he can't win, can he? In that, in that way, can he? If he stands mm. on parade up front, you're right, he gets criticised, and then he's also getting criticised for working hard, which is it's a bit hard, you know, it, it's a knowing situation. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it, the issues with him were is that he, he never settled from from minute one. Uh, none of his family or girlfriend come over. He kind of didn't fit our system when we, when we tried the three-five-two <clears throat> in front of Raul. That didn't seem to work. He, as Dan said, he's never going to play in a three-four-three. Potentially, he could have played as like you know the wide left, but then Jota plays there mm. and he's the established player, so he wouldn't he wouldn't play there. Um, and I think uh, Spears has alluded to uh, on his podcast that. He be- he become a bit sulky around the dressing room, and these Nuno's yeah. not one for having that. So coupled in the fact that he wasn't playing, and and that he's got no one to to speak to, essentially, he's, he naturally he's going to get down be a bit, and a bit sulky. of a hindrance, isn't he? I suppose around the dressing room. Exactly. Too. And of course, if, if Nuno sees that he's going that way, he's, he'll he want to get shot of him. But clearly, Nuno didn't rate him either, um, because yeah, since like Southampton at home. He played we like thirteen minutes. I mean, some games he literally his official game time was one minute because he'd come on at ninety minutes. Yeah, it's, it's point. He's, he'd had like thirty seconds on the pitch. Um, but no, I mean, I liked him. I mean, draw a line under it now because he's, he's gone. There's no point. Like, yeah, no point crying any tears over it. Although Cachani would because he <laughs> does that. But um, yeah, I liked him. I, I obviously I would have kept him. I persevered with him. I like. I liked. I liked him. I thought. All right, he did. He missed like a few chances in some, some games, but I mean, you can't dump every player that misses, you know, a, mm. a couple of chances. You got to, you have to give him. That's that's what coaching's for, you know. You, you coach to give them the, the coaching finishing, to, yeah. To carry on. You don't yeah. just dump them straight off the bat. But uh, obviously, Nuno's considered the bigger picture with him. You, you would assume and just say, well, you know, you, you don't, you're not settled, you're not fitting into the team. And as we've said, if we can. As it seems, we get our money back on him. We we haven't lost out, have we? I mean, mm, at the yeah. minute we are because we don't. We, we, we've got no one else to play up front apart from Raul. But yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing more. Not not too much more you can say. It really. No, I, no, I wish, I wish it had worked out better for him because I like the guy. It hasn't. So be it. So be it. Yeah. Draw on the, it and move on. The thing is, as well, thinking about it now, and we won't labour the point too long. But just thinking about that <coughs> while you're chatting there. Who knows? I don't know this, but Nuno may never have rated him. It may have just been a financial move whereby he was presented with a player, Milan wanted to sell, they needed to free up a bit of cash, and said, can you take this lad on? Okay, I'll take him on, I'll give him a go. And he very shortly said, actually, no, this isn't for me, and we'll find a new home for him. That's football. Um, I say, again, yeah. go back to Speed's podcast, he was talking about... Um, we're giving that, that a bit too much promotion. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. I'm hoping for a guest lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, like, with the, they've got a whole recruitment team, and they've always said Nuno always gets the final say. 
So he says that they can go and watch a guy six, seven times, put together like a, a package for him and uh, to Nuno, and Nuno could just literally just say no, and that's like hours of work, man work, just pissed away, pissed away because yeah. Nuno just says no. But maybe he did just say we'll give him a go because obviously mm. Milan, We've got Milan, had, else. Well, Milan had told <laughs> they, him, you know, done us and the favours and in that mm. circle M- of ages. Milan said yeah. to him, "You're not going to play for us." So mm. we've we just obviously took a punt. I mean, 16 million in our league is not a lot of money, is it really? So no. he was, maybe he was worth a punt, and you know, it's, it it's, not, it, come it's not it's not come off. Mm. And there you go. There's not much more to to and, be said, isn't really. Of course, the other player we lost this week was even Cavalero. 15 million I mean nothing that looks like it's a good bit of business signed him for 7 moved him on for 15 I'm a bit sad to see him go because you know he had a good few years here and I actually think he'd be a, a decent player in the squad at the minute but one of the originals yes well he was the the record signing wasn't he when we had him I think if I remember correctly he was. It's a strange one with Cav because he was kind of in and out of form at times, wasn't he? And and there was little d- difference in terms of rankings between Costa and, and Cav. But for me, I mean, absolutely, um, it, it's one of those whereby, you know, if you go and put in a bad performance, you don't re- um, replace him. Then someone will show you a clip of him getting a good goal last week, like he did, and it's kind of. But you know, as long as ultimately we, you know, we bring in quality, no one's concerned. But yeah, I would have liked to have kept Cav because certainly he would have been a great option to have at the bench the weekend. Yeah. You don't get to see his missus. I've taken photos around by the Chestnut Tree pub anymore. Bit of a bl- bit of a blow. <laughs> it, w- it, w- it was a nice option to have off the bench. I think he got to the point where he wasn't getting enough game time because he was because like, he was only being a impact sub. So going to Fulham where he's playing most games now, it was, it was the right move for him. We've made oh, some good you. money on him. As I said, it would have been a nice option, but. Yeah, we've got to move on from Cav now, haven't we? Yeah, he's got some lovely goals for us over the years as well, which is always nice. So remember that goal against Southampton last season where he was his first touch in the Premier League and it ended up back of the net. Lovely stuff. Yeah. But yeah, all the best to, to Cav from me. I think he was a good servant to the club. He's actually, I remember when he was here, he was one of the better finishers at our club as well. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. What, he's a good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of a couple of games with him up front didn't really work, but... That, but when he was coming in from the wings, he was a cracking finisher. I mean, uh, we talked about Neto earlier. I think Neto is quite inconsistent. And while he's had a few better weeks recently, he's he's, he's still, as Dan said, he's, he's not convinced me yet. He needs, mm. he needs a lot more polishing than he's And I would yeah. definitely have Cavalero over Neto. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Any day. Yeah. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I think, I think Cavalero is more polished, absolutely, because he's had more game time in English football. But... I would favour having Neto in the side in the squad than than uh, than Cav because I think there's more to come for him and, and from what I've seen, absolutely I would. But you know he's more polished because he's had more games where Neto hasn't. Um, I think so if I we think were in a game, from Neto. if we were chasing a game, I'd rather have Cav. If we were defending a three nil lead, I'd probably want Neto to get the game time. For that's, me, that's that's yeah. Like he's okay. That, that's putting Cav in a lot higher regard than Neto, then, because yeah, yeah. Like I'd, <laughs> you're all right. He does need the game time to become a better player. But if we were chasing a game, he's not the player I would want us to be turning to. But that's okay. just me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we should move on to the actual football name. Right. What game am I describing here? Wolves went down to an early goal. Managed to rally together and get an equaliser. Put in a decent second half, but failed to get the win. That was Newcastle. Could be one of 15 games. Yeah. It's been a bit of a running theme this season, isn't it? 
It's the 15th, 15th time this season that we've conceded the first goal out of 22. I never really knew that until after the, after the Newcastle game. That, yeah. that took me a bit by surprise. It, it does seem like it's happened a lot, but then when you realise that it's happened in over half of our games, it's it's been quite worrying. It's a disappointing fact, isn't it? It really you, is. You're, just, you're more always fighting a battle that you, you bring on yourself. I mean, the, another goal Saturday that was our own down, downfall from a simple couple of passes on the wing and next minute you're, you're picking the ball out of your net. Mm. Three or four errors from our players and then all of a sudden... Sometimes it's how we set up. Sometimes we just don't feel like we are a front foot team. Sometimes we just feel like the way we're such a counter-attack side that in the, invariably we're <coughs> going to invite pressure. And if we don't, you know, if we if we allow for the, the odd mistake, then we seem to grow into games more, don't we? And I don't know why that is, but there's there's obviously a theme running through there. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll break it down, but it was a, it was a frustrating afternoon, I think. Um, it really was. Now, one of the points I've put down... Was it a Steve Bruce masterclass? <laughs> they only did an ugly version to what we did at City away. Yeah, they For did me, anyway. Yeah, they, they they set up very much to stifle our midfield, not, which uh, it yeah, worked. Try and get Almiron on the counter and set pieces. That's all they was ever going to score from. And just go back again. We've been crying out for a number ten for two, three seasons now. When when we struggled to break teams down in the Championship. I still think there's times uh, since N- Kevin N- McDonald. Nuno's got, mm. Nuno's got Nuno's got his formation and his philosophy, and I think there's some games where you, I've, I've said it before, sacrifice Cody and have an extra man either in midfield yeah. or up front because that they was they weren't coming for anything apart from to nick one goal. Mm. And and ultimately they had to change quite quickly because they had to make two substitutions in the first half. Mm. They're dead to be, down to bare bones anyway, so it was really nice for the taking. And yeah, I'd, look, it's it's one of those we've we've known though, as we know, whereby he can be stubborn, and and ultimately nine times out of ten, it's been proven right where he has a philosophy and he keeps to it. You know, he's he's very much his 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 style is we have a plan A and then we have a plan A again. But yeah, the the, the yeah, I looked at that game and and with you where you thought, well, perhaps there needs to be a real change in play. It was very much like, oh, it'll come, it'll come. But then another day it could have, you know couple of fantastic saves and some missed opportunities but god yeah again we really should have put them away but in, in terms of Newcastle they did what you'd expect them to do you could look at it in the positive light if you can and just say like we're, we're quite resilient and the fact that even when you go a goal down you always tend to think well, that's alright because we'll get back into we, it we, 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 we normally find a way but you know, as we said you know, we only tend to score one two goals a game and if you go one behind you're then asking the full whack of your plays. We've got to score twice now, at least to get you know to get get a win from this game. And um, in this game, you know, potentially we should have you know with a chance. You know, we had two other than the goal, the goal that we scored. We had two really good chances. One of which, you know, Jimenez, I thought we could have done better with that one. Um, but I mean, Newcastle they're not a glamorous team, are they? They, they, they seem to play. The, the, when you look at the mm. players they've got, I mean, Almiron's the only exciting you know quote unquote flair yeah. play they've got apart from that I don't really see too many others possibly that what's, the, what's his name Maximum Maximum Saint Maximum, yeah. Maximum, yeah. Yeah. Saint Maximum well, they had his a man like Shelby missing Saturday and mm. you know, they were there for the good. he could have made a bit of difference actually on, on Saturday you know but um, yeah it was it was disappointing because I, I, I had it down as a win I, I, I really didn't see 
them giving too much problems. As we've said, you know, our first eleven can mix it with anyone in the league, but he must have looked around a few times at that bench on Saturday and just thought, what am I going to... When, when it was 1-1 and nothing, no, not too much is happening, he must think, you know, yeah. what can I do to change it here? And the fact is, he, he, he can't, so we just, you know, laboured, apart from those two chances we had. Were we lost without Jota? Do you think without that one play, do you think that made a massive impact on the game? Personally, I, I think it did, because whilst Astan said we've been crying out for a number 10, he's the closest to a number 10 we've got. He's one of the type of players who does try and break the lines. So what I th- personally, I thought Jota was a massive loss. How about yourself, Hoops? Potentially, but then I, st- I still think, you know, um, I actually don't think Neto had a bad game um, playing that, that role. So I think it was the fact that, yeah, we looked laboured, we looked short of creativity. As we've alluded to, you, we looked at a bench, and that was a bench that was basically a bench that you want to hold a lead on to. You bring Bennett on and Kilman on and so forth, mix it about. Um, it didn't, if I'm honest, it didn't stand out to me a game where I thought we're really missing Jota here. Because uh, Jota's been indifferent of late as well. I thought there was there was more than enough on, on that pitch. But to me, it just seemed like it was a team at the who's gone through a cycle of matches recently, particularly in the league, who needs a little bit of freshening up. Dan, any opinions on... Adam said we had... Their keeper made two really good saves. We had one cleared off the line, but I never felt like we were going to go on to win or even deserve to win it. They Mm. they, they had a game plan, a set-up to stifle us, and to a degree it worked. Um, I think what you sort of alluded to was... If Jota would have been playing because they were sort of outnumbering Trey or a lot of the time, like a lot of teams starting to do, and he would have maybe freed up a bit more on the other side of the mm. the, other, the other wing. But um, I just I, just, I didn't think we was going to go on to win it. It seemed another one of them days where we just we we're going to huff and puff and he just showed that we, we didn't get it in the end. Do, do you think we were too easy to play against the way we set up? Because uh, as you said, bef- there, we set up yeah. There's, there's, you know, as you said before, us. like. Once we got up to one all, they didn't have another chance throughout the rest of the game. So realistically, what is the point in having a Connor Cody on there, or mm. or maybe even Neves? You could no, no, sacrifice so I, I, one. I mentioned to him, just mentioned it, sacrificing Cody. Just we could even just put him into a defensive midfield to get Neves yeah. and Latino a bit further up the just field. Anything but there's other just, than it, that he's, he's got it regimented. This is your role. This is your position. And even like when the subs like it's, a, it's always a like for like change. Mm. That's why I think Catrano always struggled when he came on because it was straight into like Raul's position and it, that formation and way of playing wasn't working against that team anyway, so he wasn't getting much service anyway. Yeah, so it made no difference. Really. So what you're saying is you need a different type of player to to unlock that that defence, don't you? Really, um, and I think as well with. Neves and Moutinho I think Moutinho will stay on the pitch because we know how classy a player is and he keeps things ticking over and I think there's a tendency to leave Neves on even if things aren't going well for him in the game because he can come out with a worldie to kind of break the game but I perhaps don't always see that incisive pass or that carrier at times and perhaps you know that's what they might be looking at a different type of centre midfielder to burst lines what we need is Dave Edwards and Someone who's going to bla- break <laughs> from deep and just put himself in the box and sort of get in the way a little bit. We ain't had the midfield all that for ages, though. Have we? No, we haven't. I mean, like even when Den Don Cross says, they ain't that type of player to be no. making a Paul Scholes run sort of thing mm. late into the box. But as long as uh, it's one of those, as long as your wingers are firing and your fullbacks are, 
Do you know what I mean? And that's the way he'll view it. As long as Doc's going forward, as long as, as Johnny's going forward, and then you've got your front three, that's enough options within that team to break teams down. But it's just posing them a little bit of a different question in the game, which, as it did on Saturday, stagnated. Yeah, I think, I think that's a fair assessment, actually. Any bad performances that you want to single out? I personally thought Doherty was really poor. By his usual high standards, I think for probably the last month or so, he's looked very off his usual game. I think it's between him and Dendonka, wasn't it? Who caused the first goal? And they were dicking, yeah. dicking about with it right back. Uh, I don't know. I th- for me, I thought I thought Neves was quiet again. I didn't really see him do much as like a player who you you want to see like get better as each season's gone on. He's been he's just been quiet again for. For a while, and some of his long his cross field passes, you know, then they're, they're not drilled as what I used to do, where they used to go straight to the play. They're, they're, they're lofted and floated, and the fullback will pick, will pick them off and heads them away. Mm. I just thought, I just I just watched him a, a bit for a little bit. I just focused on him a little bit during the game. I just thought, you know, you're, you're quiet. I don't see you really doing too much, which is a shame, really, because obviously, as we keep saying, like he's still probably seen as like the poster boy for our team. So you want him mm. to, you know, keep. To be the superstar that we know he can be. I just thought he was a bit quiet again. I just didn't really see him impose himself on the game as much as I would like Mm. to, really. Dan, anyone that you think needs a singling out? To to repeat that, maybe um, Fanagra off the bench, so frustrating. Um, Needs to work on his crossing. (coughs) I really like Vinagre, but he's he's a Um, a final ball does need a bit of improvement. That'll come with more game time. Absolutely. A bit more Mm. confidence. yeah, Dendonku was a bit shaky again at the back. I don't really think anyone got above a seven, really, for me, in in, in the ratings. Mm. Raul's shagged again. Mm. He just looks dead on his feet, doesn't he? He's already it, played yeah. a season's worth of games now. He's it's mad, isn't it? And, it? and he just cuts a real frustrated figure. I, I looked at him at times in that game. He was getting pissed off because he was getting pulled back, and he just he just wasn't going for him, was it? I say you he, he looked shagged, yet he still managed to pick that one out of the air that was about forty foot off the air, <laughs> and yes, like some sort yes. of what's it, what was that um, Shaolin soccer film or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he managed to pull out, and then, but like I said, he probably should have done better with the header that he had from trail race cross. Mm. Apart from that, I don't really remember him being of much use no. against. Sad. I mean, even when he scored. At Norwich the other month he was poor in that game he's he's running on empty at the moment mm. should have done better with the chances he had at Watford yeah and he, he probably could do with a break but yeah. we can't but give him a break no he's, he's not allowed on, on what two no. weeks rest is he because he had like the gold was it the gold cup or something yeah. in the summer straight into Europa League yeah. qualifying and then he got given like a, a bit of a bit of time of grace didn't they from mm. the Mexico's manager but he needs a proper like a full a normal break but obviously we had a, we had a week <laughs> gap between Man United and the Cup and Newcastle and they all still look shagged yeah. <laughs> yeah. To on a positive note, people we thought played well. I, is there anyone? The referee yeah. was wank as well. Oh, God, yeah. he was awful. <laughs> but yeah. He was, and I, d- I don't know if it was over. I think it was overlooked because I didn't see much reports, but I think it was Longstaff. I thought was lucky to stay on the Went pitch. Went too yeah. Yeah. didn't he? Yeah. 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 It was, I, I was close to that because he, he was over in the, towards the steep ball. And um, yeah, that that was that was dangerous. I think he sh- he should have gone. But to, to answer your question, I thought I thought Johnny had a decent game. Um, so I would probably say marginally he was probably the best player on the pitch from a Wolves perspective. Why was he sacrificed um, again? 
Why can't you put him to right back and have Vinagra left back? Well, I thought that at the time because I, I looked at that and I thought Vinagra's going to be the one to come on. Although he didn't deliver, as you, as you say, he would be the one because he can create things. Oh, he can. Um, I didn't know Vinagra. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, I actually thought he was going to bring him on for Doc because I'm with Andy. I don't think Doc had a particularly good game and I thought that might be an option to switch things around, take Doc off and, and, and bring Vinagra on. Um they probably see you Doc know. as a bit of a goal threat, don't they? Because he's, yeah. he's, he's got so one, many, yeah. hasn't he, from right back. And them, them yeah. probably thinking, even if he's having a shocker, he still might just arrive late yeah. in the box. That's Neves, that, and that's my thing with Neves, because you're right, Neves has some, has had some very indifferent games, but they, they don't want to take him off. No. Because they feel, you know, if it, if it, if it, like, it drops to him. I mean, there was one chance for the first half... I don't know how they didn't call it. I think there were a couple of times the ball was squared from him from a, a set piece, so he's he's there for that at the moment. But um, no, for me, Johnny was probably mm. the best, but it, it wasn't a standout performance no. by any means. Dan, who's your man of the match? It's obviously not really anyone above seven out of ten. I'd probably uh, yeah. Trailway was a bit of a threat again, but. But they were doubling up on him. It, yeah. Yeah. He had to work his bollocks off to try and get anything, and it, it was a tough match for him. I'll, I'll just give it Matinho just because he just does the basics right. Mm. But That's fair. I'll, if I was one of them players, I'd be given a man of the match, I would have handed it in. <laughs> <laughs> Pricey, what do you reckon? You know what? I, it's a struggle to even to pick one pick one out, to be honest. You might just say Troy just because he was the only one that looked like a threat, but then, as you say, he was... He did the best he could, given the fact that I think Almiron was on him quite a lot because Almiron's quite a pacey player, isn't he? Mm-hmm. So he's the only one who could keep up with him potentially. And uh, Jethro was it Jethro Williams after the game? Williams, Williams. Yeah. He said that he's like the hardest player he's ever come up against, and uh, and you see you hear that from fullbacks every week. So I'd, I'd be minded just to give it to him because he's he, Traore's uh, the only one who obviously can seem to carry a goal threat sometimes mm. so his work ethic is quite impressive now yeah and obviously he's worked on his delivery that's you know he needs to show Vinagre that now <laughs> with, yeah. the, with the crossing but um, no I'd, I'd just give it to him because mm. he's just carried our goal threat really yeah see I think I'd probably gone for Sace I thought he had quite a, a combative game I thought he was didn't get put himself did no he didn't <laughs> yeah. which, which yeah, is I'll, a shocker I'll, I'll give it Sace but I'll book yeah. I, I thought he played quite well he, he, his on the ball work was fine he was decent in the air for most of it so yeah, give it him every, give, give it him every time he completes a game with no yellow card. <laughs> yeah, bookies made loads of money on him not getting booked the weekend. Well, I usually do put a bet on if if I do an ACA like a bet build thing. I always put Sace in there to get. It's books. probably about fifteen to eight in every game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get first so yellow. There'll be a point where they refuse to take odds on him getting booked. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should uh, take a little break there, then, gents, and we'll come back with some of the uh, the, the upcoming features for the the weekend. Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show, and my voice is here, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website, and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers. They're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So 
take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Okay, we're back. I think we should have a, just a brief word about the, the game tomorrow, as of time of recording, in the battle of who could care less <laughs> at Old Trafford. Yeah, that no one wants. It really is. This, this round has just turned out to be an absolute shit show. So it was a dire first game. It's an unwanted replay. The extortionate ticket prices. Now because of the Tranmere Watford postponement, this means that if we are to get through, it's going to disrupt our break plus... We've also got the Europa League then coming up. So really, if he puts out a team similar to the team he put out against Villa in the League Cup, would anybody be too disappointed? I'd, I'd demand it of him, to be honest. Those players, will, they've got to just throw the game. Because <laughs> I want a break. They, they probably want a break to play. They, they, they need a break. Um, that Watford Trammy Sparm is really... It's right cuff up yeah. in there, really. It's just... My mindset would be send the Villa Cup team and have Troy Ray Raul and Neto on the bench if you if you're still in the game after 75 minutes. Yeah, mm. and I've and I've and, I've, and you know going back to that that Villa game, that was my only thing with that. I had no issues, as I would have no issues tomorrow night for the United game with a weakened young side, as long as we have a little bit in reserve. So if the game is evenly poised, we've got that quality to bring on if needed. But the thing is, it is. It's, it's fucking stupid, really, because this is United and this is the FA Cup. I know the context is massive and I understand all the points made, but, you know, and I know we're not a lower league side, so it's not as if it's like, you know, the trip to Old Trafford has the same mystique that it had when we were watching this side in the Championship in League One. But this is still the FA Cup and and, and the idea that it was like, oh, shit, we've got to replay, we've got to go to Old Trafford. Now, to me, maybe I'm just a trilogist, I don't know, but to me it still seems a bit bizarre that it's kind of, there's a disdain over the fact that we're in the FA Cup and we're away at Man United. That's huge, but I get the overriding picture and I know we've got bigger fish to fry and that's because we've been successful, but I think there will be many people who would be frustrated with a weakened side. Um, I know the reasons for it and personally I'd accept it and I wouldn't be surprised, but it's an opportunity again and beating United in the cup well what's changed why is it not you know it's it's mad really I only realised today that you, you don't even get Champions League for in the FA Cup anymore so yeah. what's the point well I don't know maybe I just I just want to see us sort of on Wembley way and you know for the final itself um, and then yeah it it's the FA Cup to me and that's always massive but um, I agree I, I, I actually would tend to agree because um you can tell I still care about the FA Cup so much so that like when the, the draw was made for the third round, you know, I, I turned off the kids' cartoons and said oh, I'm watching the draw, and like because <laughs> I, 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 I get excited when the draw yeah. the draw comes along, I get really excited and I get really quite I don't know I just get like little butterflies of excitement when the draw comes out just because it's exciting, um, and it's still yeah it's, it's still a big thing and that, and as he said I appreciate you know this. Now all of our eyes are pretty much on the Europa mm-hmm. this year because that's a new thing to us. But let's not forget the last year. You know we were all buzzing our tits off at getting to the semis of the <coughs> FA FA Cup final. We we loved going to Wembley and um, we loved the rides that you know that we went on for that. Um, but yeah, I mean I'm sitting on the fence here, obviously, but I can understand it also. The fact that you know 
we've got no we've got no hardly got a squad. We're in all these competitions, you know, in three competitions. Um, will being in the, the FA Cup affect you know league and, and Europa mm. League that we you know most Wolves fans think that we've actually got you know we're probably in the, in the third position to win the Europa League after like an Inter and an Ajax we could go, we could probably go and win it and again so that's given the given the size of our squad will being in the cup affect it but I want us to win every game that that we that we play yeah. so I was annoyed when we went to Villa and they were playing. Wolves ladies team uh, if we did the similar again I'd, I'd be annoyed I'd understand it to a point I would I'd understand it but I would be a bit annoyed because I think well we can we can get past that because you know that we'd like get like a Tranmere next round I, I, I reckon Tranmere will beat Watford so I reckon we get a Tran. Mm. we might draw Tranmere in round four mm. and that, that'd be that'd be great because obviously we fancy our chance to beat him then we're into round five again so we're going into the latter stages of the competition Um and it's, it's just good for the club to be seen to keep winning matches and keep getting as far as they can in, in competitions. Mm-hmm. The players, really, I know the players are probably you know digesting a lot of games now, but they would want to go as far as they can in the cup. I dare say, you know, if if they're sending the kids out, some some of the established players would wouldn't like it. Like Martinho has, has openly said in interviews that he's a winner, he's a born winner. He wants to win every game, yeah. even practice sessions, and like the, the head the head tennis nets. He wants to win everything he plays for, and I don't think he would. You know, be too accepting of. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna just send the kids and chuck mm, this game. Sacrificing it. So yeah, ultimately, I, I can see it from both sides, but I would come down <coughs> on the side that you know I'd like us to go and to go and win and progress. Because mm. like, as Hoop said, you know, it's the FA Cup. You want to you want to win some of this. This it does still mean something to some people, and I would, would like to see us go as far mm. as we can. But you know, I do accept that some people's views, given the circumstances. And what if we go out to Espanol? You know, so. And also, United aren't going to put a particularly good side out either, are they? I wouldn't no. have thought so. Quick predictions, so. hoops. Um, I'm going to be positive and say we'll we'll go through two one. I think uh, it'll. I don't think it'll be a great game. Again, <laughs> I must be honest. And this is before we know what the teams will be like. But I think you'll. I think it could be another stinker. But I think we could just we could scrape it nil one. Dan. Yeah, one nil either way. I think it'll be an absolute. Die a game yeah. to watch. Does it go straight to penalties if we draw? I don't know. That's a good question. Right, That's possibly. one. If what in terms of cutting out extra time, I don't know. I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be yeah. nil nil, and then <laughs> yeah, it's think? just going to be a long night. And like you say, dare. It's mad, isn't it? Because I think Stu was saying, is it like United fans have to pay for this game or something if yeah. they're part of their scheme part and of their stuff? Deal. So yeah, it's um, it's really not a well favoured game, but. No. Um, yeah, my one of my uh, heads of at work is a United fan, although he uh, <coughs> shock he lives down south, <laughs> and um, yeah, he asked. So he he asked. He's obliged to. He comes out of his bank account basically the money for like the the cup games. So it, it, I don't think he'll go because it's like Wednesday night and you won't you won't you yeah. just won't do it. So that's just like paying for something he's just not going to use. So it's awful. It's madness. Right, and then on to the weekend. Then so we've got Southampton. Led by 14-goal striker Danny Ings, previously nailed on relegation battlers, now sat only two points behind ourselves. Fresh off beating second place Leicester, extending their form to only two defeats in the last ten. The 12 matches prior to that, they only won two games. By contrast, our own form in the last ten league games, four wins, three draws, three losses, but a bit inconsistent. Hopes for the game, gents? What, what are we thinking? Well... They're a different proposition now, obviously, from when 
They got a banjo nine nil by mm. Leicester. Something's happened where they've obviously they've found a winning formula. Dings, as you say, has got sort of getting goals of plenty, which is good because yeah. I've had in my fantasy team for quite a while. <laughs> so it's good to a point, but it could be a tricky game. You know, I guess it's, it's, you don't want it, they they could overtake us, as you say, if if, if we lose to them. Um, so I mean, you, you go for the team, you think well. You know, none of them really will get into our team, although we'd love to have Danny Ings right now, wouldn't we, really? Yeah. But um, I don't know, they, they just seem to pick upon a winning formula at the minute, and they're in a good, they're in a good run of form. Um, if, we, if we're not careful, you know, we could, you know, have a bit of a banana skin here. You know, I'd, I'd always b- back us down for a win. I think, given our first 11, like I said, I'll mix it with anyone. If our, if our first 11's on song and firing on all cylinders, I reckon we could win, but. We'll just be a tough just game. Got, just got to be careful. We don't have a great record at St Mary's, from what I can remember, do we? we it's, it's weird, isn't it? Really, because you know, through sort of different managers and different squads, sometimes you just don't have a good record against sides. And Southampton are certainly one of them. There'll be a different side to the one we faced earlier in the season because I think they came off that bad result Price referred to earlier. But they're a good side. I mean, Redmond's always been a decent player. They've got Ings. They've got momentum on their side. So it will be it will be tough, but. Um, I'm hoping we're going to reverse it and, and get a win. Mm. I feel for Nuno because it all stems to the point where if he gets his team selection wrong tomorrow and he doesn't get a result on Saturday, it's a, another blow, really. Well, that if that was to happen, then that would be six games without a win in all competitions for us if we don't win tomorrow and Saturday. Is that many? I think so, including the Man United. So we, yeah, because the three league games was Liverpool, Watford, Newcastle. We had Man United, so that's obviously four without a win. And if we don't win the next two, so yeah, okay. we can go up to six without a win, and it's. But this is football, is that I think I mentioned earlier about how the league is so sort of open at times. So you know that 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 can be the case, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we'll we'll turn the fortunes round. Um, but yeah, it's whether or not we'll get anybody in between now and then is probably doubtful. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think we were a bit fortunate to draw against him at home. Penalty, wasn't it? Was it a roll penalty late on? I don't know. It's crazy. I think it was. So many games. Yeah. <laughs> was Ing scored an absolute so, thunder mm. bastard and then yeah, we managed to put a half decent second half in again? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you think we'll have any changes in the team? I mean, maybe Vinagre coming in, but I seems unlikely. I'll start tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what I, thought. yeah I think that. I don't think it, it, again, unless we get someone in before. Uh, you won't really expect to go straight in either, though, would you? Unless uh, them. There's, you know, mm. Yeah, there's that even as well. Even if Thomas the Mike, he ain't going to start Saturday, is he? No, yeah, that's right. Mm. So yeah. I, I, Give again, give the number just to you know keep recycling the point. We he can't <laughs> he can't change it because he just hasn't got the players there to change it. So I wouldn't expect it's anything. The Ian Beal meme gif whatever. I've got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no point. Yeah. There, there's no point there looking at the two pm tweet from Wolves when the teams come out because you know it's gonna, you know it's going to be, yeah. don't you? So there's no point. You might as well just swipe back, yeah. clear it straight away. It's literally just checking who's on the bench because that's the only thing. That's, that's not worth looking at now. <laughs> no, either. it's not. It's not. So any players that we should be watching out for? Obviously, we've mentioned Danny Ings and uh, Redmond. Shay Adams seems to have found a little bit of form from what I've been reading about Southampton. Yeah, I was, I was speaking to Matt in mind um, just before we came on, actually, and we was talking about Adams because it hasn't really worked out for him as it to date, but we know the talent he's had. 
previously, and um, I think he's been assisting Ings, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, look, they're a good side. They're, a, they're an established Premier League side. They've got good players. They've got internationals in there. So, um, they'll be on a bit of a high, but I, do, but I do agree with what Bryce said earlier. Ultimately, our best 11 beats them. Yeah. 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 And they've done well to stick with the manager because it would have been very easy to have just given him the boot after that nine nil because that's like a bit mm. of an unprecedented score and you don't you don't get too many of like nine nils no. here. But then obviously he, he comes well regarded, doesn't he, Hassan Hootel? So um, they call him the Alpine Klopp, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> I quite like that as a nickname. So yeah, I mean it will be tricky, but yeah, we should we should be looking to beat them. Mm. Really, Dan, predictions? Uh, what are we saying? One all, Oakley. Yeah, from our point of view, I think it'll be like a battle of attrition. Set piece, but we have our backs to the wall for a lot of it. Mm. Hoops. Uh, two nil, two nil walls. Oh, that's uh, confident, isn't yeah. it? Pricey. Uh, I think two one. Uh, we should beat him, but I want him to get a goal for my fans league team as well. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to go two one as well to us? I think I think we'll go one nil down and we'll turn it around in the second half, <coughs> just for a change. I think on that note, I will be passing it over to Dan for the quiz. Yeah, get our apps ready to to write them down, gents. Notes, notes, notes. There we go. Far away. Right. Right. <coughs> I can't so. even second guess this, Dan. To be honest, because I really I haven't had sort of the time today. But I was thinking earlier. I was thinking, right, Southampton Walls. I'm kind of thinking like. Southampton is Craig David a fan it was, you know, well, I'm not going to preempt <laughs> but you know what I mean I, but I don't know where you're going to go my phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our esteemed leader Dave gave me a quick quiz question which I forgot to put in but I'll just do it quickly there's been one Premier League player in the last decade who has gone on to score more than 10 goals after signing in January do you know who that is? Because everyone expects us to sign like a Ronaldo or Messi this month, but there's only ever been one striker who signed in January and has scored more than 10 goals from January. Yeah, I read the other day that it was um, over 50% of strikers who move in January don't score for the club. Yeah, they're basically shit. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, is this like an official question? This is not an official question, no. I Uh, I was going to say, it's like Suarez didn't get get 10 did he when he signed for Liverpool Torres definitely didn't when he signed for Chelsea no I'm just going to go somewhere like well I'm going to say Peter Crouch but uh, no is it oh, I think it's going to be someone is like he's a striker in the Premier League now is it Andy okay. Carroll no he didn't move in January did he he did, did. he did move at the same time as Suarez yeah. didn't he I was thinking when he went to West Ham okay and he's quickly said Andy Carroll I'd say, I'd say Suarez the, the correct answer is about me young Oh, oh, right, okay. So literally, unless we sign on the Bamian this month, okay. we might as well just forget strikers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to score anyway. They're going to score anyway because they're just jinxed. <laughs> so, yes. I remember, was, it, was it Ebanks that went on a good run from? Didn't we sign Ebanks in January? I know it's not yeah. Premiership, but. Yeah, just need you. You know. This week's quiz. It's the fifth anniversary this week of the passing of Sir Jack Haywood. But what was his middle name? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you a clue. It's a, it's a sort of a well-known, famous movie actor. Okay. Okay, okay. right. So, I know that's a bit like pie in the sky question, but that's a clue. That's what we're that's playing that's at. How the, that's how the quiz yeah. just goes. Just deal with it. Give me a name. It can't be Denzel. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it's. I'm not giving people clues, but I'm just thinking it's going to be. It's going to be some royal summit. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, I'll stick Is with everybody it. Everybody locked. I'll stick with it. Yeah, Are we locked. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll come to you first. Uh, I'll go on Jack. Jack, Adam, Charles, Charles, Andy. <laughs> Based on a famous Hollywood actor, I've gone for Carrie. I seen Grant. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> if, if I said this, so Jack Haywood, get to the chopper. Arnold. Oh. <laughs> the correct answer was Arnold. Wow. <laughs> Well, no points. Unsurprising. Unsurprising. Yeah. Nil point. <laughs> Four years ago, on the 12th of January, we beat Fulham at home in the league 3-2, thanks to goals from what two players? How many years ago, sorry? Four. The 12th of January, 2016, we beat Fulham at Molyneux 3-2, thanks to goals from what two players? Three goals, two players, two names. <laughs> Give me the answers. I'm locked in and, and ready. And is either confident or, or I've got the wrong just game like our recruitment it. team is panic naming strikers. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, in the wrong era, I know. I think I'm a year ahead of myself there. I'm always in the wrong era. Uh, Right, I'm gonna go for. I, th- I'm, I think I'm in the wrong gear. I'm, st- I'm still going for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm in, right. mate. Andy's locked. Just waiting uh, on price. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready. Andy? Doherty and Edwards. Okay. Ryan? I'm gonna do the thing that they do on Countdown <coughs> and show you, just in case, because I've also got Edwards, but I've got Cav. Cavalero and Edwards. Oh, Adam? Cavalero and Sace. I don't know if I was in the wrong season, though. The correct answers. There's been one point, which was Andy with. Matt Doherty yeah. the other two goals were scored by Michael Zyro oh, oh. Is, is that his debut, debut I yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. it was when Sliding Doherty knees. hit that one from like 30 yards ah uh, yes. yes yeah you don't get any extra points you've got no, ec- no points back so Andy texts <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you guys have these memories text it's, it's one gone for me. as Ryan hacked my phone earlier <laughs> <laughs> R&B singer Craig David <laughs> is a well known Southampton fan but at what club is former wall striker Craig Davis? Okay. Oh, I saw this the other day. How did you see this? How did Craig Davis come into your life the other day? I, don't, I was reading I was reading something about former wall strikers. Um, um, all right, I think this might be his last known club for me anyway. I'm not sure it's right. But I'm do you know Craig it. Davis played in Serie A before he joined Wolves? He did, did. Yes. yeah. 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 Probably he scored, he scored yeah. as little for them as he did for scored us. Scored more goals for Wolves than what Catrone did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's another, that's for another time and place. <laughs> Got answer? I'm locked in yeah. with, yeah, with locked a, a, a answer. Andy, first. Macclesfield. Okay. <laughs> New Ryan. players entered the game. <laughs> okay, I've gone with Lincoln. Adam. Uh, Barnsley. The correct answer is Mansfield Town. Oh, oh, I was close. And he was close, but not close enough. And he was somewhere equally lower than what I've got mm. here. Okay, two points for this question. In 2003, oh. Southampton knocked Wolves out of the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. 
Can you name our two centre midfielders that day? Oh God, jeez. Okay. I think uh, I know who scored for Southampton that day, which isn't the uh, the question. So it doesn't get so worth F four. Hello, William. Um. <laughs> <laughs> centre half. Can you give me a hand, William? Actually, you'll, no. I think you'll need I your shin pads oh. the weekend, William. At this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I think I'm... No, that's far too early for that I think one. I'm um, locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. You locked hoops? I, I, I'm not. I'm just going to lock in very quickly. I haven't uh, even got one yet. Um, uh, there were still some big teams left in the quarterfinals of that round, didn't there? It was, it was a big goal, and then we got knocked out by Southampton. Yeah. Okay, I'm locked in. Yeah. Adam's locked, hoops is locked. Can I just stop you there? I'll just go with one. one. I can't I'll think of I'll come to else. you for the one. Ints. Ince, Adam. I have Ince also, and Cameron. Ryan. Okay, so I misheard the question. Um, <laughs> I thought you said centre halves. Sorry, um, centre midfielders. No, no, Never I obviously mind. misheard it because those two got it right. We'll have a chance. Um, so I went with Clyde and Butler, uh, okay. which is yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan. Neither of those are correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the correct answers were Colin Cameron. Oh, oh, so that's a point for Adam, and the other one was Keith Andrews. Oh. I didn't realise he was still with us at that point. Yep. I bet he didn't get much game time, did he? No, with Ray there as did well. Did we get promoted that season? Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah. Anyway, next question. This is one before the tie break, which we may need. Hardcore Southampton fan, Will Champion, is the drummer of what UK band? Will Champion. Will Champion. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Big UK band... I'm gonna How guess. big are we talking? Big now or big like 10 years ago? As far as I'm aware, they haven't split up. They've been going for a, maybe 10, 15 years. Ooh, I'm going to guess that. the band, Sarah got, Sarah got the CD of them for a Christmas present off a friend. I'm just, that's the first thing to come to mind. So I'm going to go with this band. Okay. Mm. I don't even know if they're UK, to be honest, but... <laughs> Oh no, it's not going to be that. Yeah, no, I've, I've gone with a northern band, but, <laughs> but then it could be originally from there. Um, okay, I'm, I've locked in with a answer. Okay, anyway. Andy, I've gone for the Kooks. I know they're from the south coast. Adam, you might be able to tell me if he's a British or not, but Foles. Are they? Foles are from Brighton, yeah. Okay. Are they? Yeah. Ooh, I'm thinking. I thought Foles are from Newcastle, but I must be confused with someone else. Oops. Uh, I've gone with Bastille. The correct answer was Coldplay. Oh, oh right, okay. There you go. So as far as I'm aware... Nobody knows the drummer, do they? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares for the drummer okay. apart from Blink-182 <laughs> yes. and, I don't know, the uh, Rolling Motley Crew. <laughs> the Rolling <laughs> yeah. Stones, yeah. So we're going to need a tiebreaker because Adam and Andy are both on one point. Well, Sorry, Hoops. Thanks for playing, Hoops. This what? week's tiebreaker. On last week, so did you get five out of six of the questions? Did you? Yeah. This, nothing now. This week. <laughs> nothing now. To <laughs> the nearest pence. Okay, right. How much is an eight-ounce sirloin steak served with roast tomato, red onion, flat mushroom, chunky cut house fries, watercress, and garlic butter at Sir Jack's restaurant? I'm playing just for fun. You play yeah. home. <laughs> Could you please re- repeat the meal, please? The meal. Eight-ounce sirloin. Right, okay. Served with roast tomato, red onion, Garnished. flat mushroom, <laughs> chunky cut house fries, watercress, and garlic butter. 
See Hoops, you've been to there. Watercress. I can't swear I have to plead impartiality. It, it's still me that I might get it wrong, but I, obviously my How do you answers do you have your um, steak cooked? Just as well waiting for the answers here <laughs> from the guys. I always go medium rare. Medium. I'm a, I'm a medium. You? You're medium. I like you're not, a medium with a nice dipping sauce to go along with the beef dripping or... Do you like peppercorn? I'd, I'd prefer beef dripping over the peppercorn. Would you? Did you start at well done and then no, take it up there? You've always, always gone a medium. Medium rare always seems to be the standard what mm, is the go to for most have. people. Yeah, but then I tried yeah. medium once and I've never yeah. turned back. Okay. I, I go quite bloody to be honest. Mm. Still mooing? Yeah, pretty much. I don't like a sauce in mine though. I want to taste mm. the meat. Oh, no, okay. I've got to have beef dripping. We are talking about steak now. <laughs> 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 have we got an answer, gents? Yes. Yes. Okay. Andy, I'll come to you first. I've gone for twenty one ninety nine. Adam, I've gone for fourteen pounds ninety five pence. Oh, is it close? I went twelve fifty. There's going to have to be some sort of mathematics. Math math math. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is eighteen pound ninety five. Oh, so I, I think Andy might have just nicked it. Out. I think Andy's just nicked it. To be honest, three yes, I think three pound four yeah. pence and your four pound yeah. <laughs> Andy nicks it. The stakes Oof. were high. Oof. And gets Very a complimentary. <laughs> I was going to go higher than that as well. I'm annoyed because I put like 17.95 first. I would have been it's only eight ounces, isn't yeah. it? Really? It's quite expensive, but it's the Jacks. Well, it's the Jacks, though, isn't yeah, it? So yeah. that's what I was thinking. So this week's winner is Andy Gillard. I think that's my first win of the season. I'm quite pleased with that. Right, so Twitter corner then. That's, for, uh, that's the usual to end it. Right. Which first team player is most likely to get more than one point in Dan's quiz? That's from John Peak. Who do you think is the most intelligent amongst the I'm, Wolves? I, do you know I'm going to go with John Ruddy. I just think he's got a bit of life experience. I think uh, Maximilian. I reckon he's been well educated. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I reckon actually. so. Yeah, he'll be cleverer than the average bear. Yeah. Dan, who are you saying? Oh, just... It's just Matinia to every question, and it really. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be able to answer all the quiz in like seven different languages, and st- I don't know. Well, so I'd fix it for Matinia to so <laughs> become mates or something. <laughs> I'd mean Matinia playing head tennis in the garden like proper mates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee Hadsel asked, oh, Hasdor, sorry, asks, how do you have your crumpets? Just butter, or are you more adventurous? Butter and marmite is how he does his. Fifty years and blonde. <laughs> <laughs> with the blue veins still showing <laughs> you that question I did realise there was more than one way and having crumpets to be honest I, I just put them in the toaster and, and then put butter, a bit of butter yeah. on yeah just, just butter slightly crispy in terms of burnt in there for a bit yeah almost jam. incinerated well, well yeah. done jam jam's involved jam, jam on a crumpet jam's okay. involved exotic fancy it's exotic yeah. that is saucy <clears throat> right Kevin Hetherington if you could bring back one Wolves legend to play in the current squad, who would it be? You could only bring them back if our current star is made uh, made way for them, though. So, if you were to bring back John DeWolf, you would have to take out Willy Bolly or someone like that. I'm, I'm consistent and I'll stick with my go-to. I'd have Simon Osborne over Nevers. <laughs> right. The guy was a talent. Set pieces, set corners, free kicks... Good score world, they knew how to pull strings. I really don't box get the box. Simon Osborne love. I don't know. No. I, I don't know. Maybe I just saw him as like a god at that age. <laughs> I do. I remember the one goal he scored. Yeah, he, he scored a really good goal against QPR, and that's pretty much all that sticks in my head of his. 
I would uh, I would have Samuel Japar in clay in place of Raul Jimenez. Raul needs a rest. <laughs> Imagine the shirt sales in Saudi Arabia if we had Al Jabbar now. We wouldn't need the Mexico. We'd have a new yeah. shirt. Mexico. We'd have a new shirt yeah. again. A fourth yeah. choice kit. Oil barrels like imprinted in the background of the shirt. <laughs> Hoops. Um, I'm going to try and avoid the like, obvious ones. Um, I'd just try and find a place for Neil Emblem. And he could play anywhere. He, so, he's yeah. a proper utility man. Yeah. So I, I don't he know. would be yeah. a good replacement yeah. for Dendonka. Yeah. 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 Andy, what are you thinking? Mark McGee played up front, didn't he? Yes. He did. Yeah. yeah, he had a I bit of time anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were about sacrificing Cody earlier, you could play him instead of Cody, and then when you need to take that step forward where you could sacrifice that centre back, he could go up front mm. easily. Mm. Oh, Emblem's a cracking show. Yeah, not as good as Simon Osborne, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably go Dean Richards at right centre half. I think yeah, yeah. brilliant teams. Oh, yeah, I know. And that'd be, that'd be sensational. Having pro- prime Dean Richards, oh. yeah. Coutinho set pieces with them two lumping the way into the box <laughs> all day. Just, yeah, just, just a fancy day. Premier League players dream them. Too. It's just classy. Is it what Richards yeah. was? Just what a player. Yeah, yeah. Best non-Simpson Simpsons character, and that's from Staff's Chris. On early doors, I will nail the, my colours to the mast on Ralph Wiggum. Um, the kid, I think he's great. Right, Snake, yeah. good choice. I always quite like Lionel Hutz. Attorney at law. Attorney at law, yeah. yes. Yeah. Very good. I'm g- I'm, you're going to have to give me two, because they go together. I'm going to say Carl and Lenny. <laughs> yeah, you can't have yeah. one without the Off other, can you? say um, Rod and Todd, then. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard question that is because that's that's the first one that comes to mind. But I know if I had like five minutes to think about it, yeah, I wouldn't be able to come to a final decision because I'd be able to pick. There's too many. I do quite like Mercy Slack as well. To be honest, now I think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is quite a lot. Mm. Duffman. Yeah. 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 There's too many. It's, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say Snake for the time being. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> She's not sorry, Joe Bob. I mean, there's loads. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can't, you can't loot, you can't ever like. Um, how could I put it? Not love seeing him hit by a rake. Was yeah. it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and Ash Dolan, uh, WrestleMania Ash. He's asked a question purely because he knows I'm going to hate reading this out. With Joker expected to clean up at the Oscars, and Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips deserving every accolade, who has been your favourite Wolves duo? Quite enjoyed Carl Court and Henry Kamara clicking at the end of 0304. <laughs> the reason I hate that is because Todd Phillips is a hack of a director and he will not win. So Ash is incorrect. <laughs> favourite Wolves duo? Movie, Ad- movie cast. Uh, favourite Wolves duo? Uh, I think because they drove us to that initial promotion. I loved Inson Cameron in the middle mm. because. I love Colin Cameron as a player anyway. I thought he was fantastic just for everything they offered. I mean, we don't need, don't need to say too much about that because we all know. And I, just, I mean, the wins come in. Um, oh, well, cause I, I, to be fair, I love Ryan Cameron before Ince come along. Yeah. But obviously, Ince was one that really... Took us to that next level, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. really helped push us over the line. So, and, and I was obviously our first promotion, you know, the big promotion of the Premier League. So for me, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say those two. Mm. Hoops. Yeah, I mean... Those two, uh, the obvious ones going back further, like Bull and Much, or even if you put Tomo and, and Bully together as, as a duo. Um, but yeah, um, see, I quite I liked uh, when we had Blake and Kenny Miller up front mm, that season. Mm. I thought they 
they complemented yeah. each other really like well. Like in storage when they first joined. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was yeah. Good. When we had storage on loan, he was just yeah. Low storage was immense. I, mean, like, just, I know it's like another point, just moaning about our squad depth. We had like Blake, Storage, Miller, and Proud. Like with that season, <laughs> we got promoted, and we've, we've literally scrambled one striker at the moment. Successful teams have good benches. Championship mm. side with no money to spend. I know, I like know. Yeah. Mm. Off decent mm. strikers. Even when Hoddle was here, we had uh, Ali Adier, Frankowski, Court, <laughs> and Miller. <laughs> you, could, you, you could not fail to get promoted in Football Manager that year. Mm. Kenny Miller was a really good player for us. I think he's actually quite underrated through uh, mm-hmm. through the time he spent. He was another one who was electric when he first came on line, then he bossed his shoulder <laughs> yeah. at Norwich. Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. In regards to like duos, you, you look at your wingers, your your Kitely Jarvis, Kennedy Newton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kennedy Newton was a, a, a very underrated mm. one. I think they did excellent that season. Did you have? have I'd find Robbie Keane. That's who Mark. They just scored a lot more together. <laughs> Whittingham and Claridge. I quite like Guy Whittingham. I was gushing when we did. We couldn't turn his loan into a permanent. He had like an amazing record, didn't he? Score he like similar to Ball, forty goals in like the lower leagues and stuff. I think so. Yeah. 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 I think he, he did really well. There we go. Yeah. So I think we'll end it there for this week, then, gentlemen. So mm-hmm. um, just time to say our goodbye. So it's goodbye from Dan. Goodbye from me and Catrona. Arif Ari It's goodbye from Hoops. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> it's goodbye from Adam and his son Will. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye from William. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, William. Goodbye. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. See ya.